Hello and welcome to In Pursuit of Purpose, where we focus on passion, purpose, and power. I am your host, Ariston CM. Thank you so much for joining me at 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday for my series, Repurpose 21, Lifestyle Changes for Transformation. Hello, 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 everybody. Good morning. It is me, Arison CM, author and entrepreneur. I trust that you all are having an awesome morning. I am having a better morning um, than my past two mornings. And so that's always a blessing. So I'm very, very thankful for that. We are going to be talking about Repurpose 21, Lifestyle Changes, to help with transformation. Good morning, Melissa. How are you? I hope everything is well your way. Um, so we are going to be talking today about lifestyle changes. Why lifestyle changes? Because it's important, guys. We have to begin to change because we cannot stay the same. Everything changes, so why shouldn't we? You know, year after year, we battle and we deal with different things in our lives. And um, sorry, guys. We shouldn't have to deal with those things. And so we have to position ourselves and really get in a place where we are going to change because that's what life is all about. Changing and getting bigger, getting better, more productive, more creative. It is God's purpose for our lives. And so we owe it to him to find out. Before we get started, I want to make sure that I talk briefly about my books. If you have not gotten my books, they are on Amazon. We have, uh, start with my Courage to Dance Again, Finding Purpose in Your Pain. This is my first book. And this book is really good for um, people who are just going through a lot of different situations in life. You know, sometimes we go through things time and time again. And so this book is going to help uh, with different um, traumatic experiences, divorce, and just finding God and all of those things. And so this is available on Amazon. It's available also on my website, but um, my website is kind of under construction still. So, but it is available, The Courage to Dance Again, Finding Purpose in Your Pain, because there is purpose in your pain, and you just have to find it. And that's all a part of the transformation process. My second book, for people who love poetry, is Poetry's Love Song. It's just all poetry. So, this uh, as well is available on Amazon. Then I have my newest book. Naked with My Heart, Seven Days to Spiritual Oneness. This book is a mini devotional designed to jumpstart your relationship with God. It's designed to be done over seven days. It's a really easy read just to kind of position and prepare you for the work of God. So it has um, different mindset activities and things in it. And then lastly, my Naked with My Heart prayer journal. It is a wonderful journal designed to help you see God in your life. You write your prayers down, you date them, and then you go back in a little while and then you, you go back and see if God has answered those. And if he has, you write the dates down. That way you can kind of track God's faithfulness because God is faithful. And sometimes we ask for things and because we don't think that we're going to get them, then we just abandon them. And so this is a good uh, book for that. It also has some hidden gems along the way, some affirmations, some prayers, 
So I know that you'll be blessed by this. So those books are all available on Amazon. So make sure you get them. If you haven't gotten them, I would appreciate your support because it means a lot to me. And that is how I'm able to do things. You know, when you purchase my books, I'm not in anything for money. Of course, we all hope to make money in things. But for me, I have a ministry and God has richly blessed me. And uh, when you purchase my books, all of those proceeds go to something good. You know, my husband and I have a church in Africa. And so some of the money goes towards feeding the people there and um, the work that we do. So anytime you support, donate, um, buy books, all of that money is put to good use. But I always tell people to just buy the books. That way you feel like you've gotten something. A lot of people question their donations and if they reach where they're supposed to. And for me, yes, they absolutely reach where they're supposed to. And that's why I always post pictures or videos to show everyone who has donated where their money is going. But if you're not comfortable donating, just buy the books and the money is still be used for that. So let's go ahead and get started. So we are talking about Repurpose 21 Lifestyle Changes for Transformation. So the title actually has, it's like twofold. So it says Repurpose 21, meaning the year 2021, or lifestyle or 21 Lifestyles Changes for Transformation. So it could be however you want it to be. So um, I'm sorry, just something, a maintenance maintenance issue guys sorry so uh, let's go ahead and get started without further ado okay so we've been talking this week the last couple of days about repurposing and I, I left my definition up of what repurpose is and so I'm sorry this is irritating me <laughs> uh, my definition of repurpose is to use something for a different purpose other than what it was originally intended, modifying it to fit a new use. Basically, it's recycling. Okay, so that's a good definition of what repurpose means. And we are talking about repurposing our lives. We're talking about taking everything that we've gone through this last year and repurposing it to mean something different, to produce something new. So if you experience a lot of trauma, a lot of loss, what can you gain from that? Well, people think that you can't gain anything from trauma or loss, but in fact, you really can. Whether it's to help somebody else or whether it's to pull you closer to God, when those things happen, they happen and there is always a lesson in everything. And no, it's very, I understand now, when you're talking about the loss of a loved one, especially if it's a child or if it's a spouse, it really hits hard. But God is in all things. I'm not saying that he causes it, but he is in all things. And there is a lesson in everything that we experience. And so we have to take all of those experiences and find out what we are to do with them. We have to repurpose them. We have to use them for something else because God uses all things, whether they are good, whether they are bad. Some people question, is God is God in these uh, bad things that happen? Is he in the sin that happens? God uses all things. So whether you're living your life right or whether you're shuttling the fence or you're living it good, God uses all things, whether it's a testimony to help somebody else, whether he's putting you into a leadership position, whatever it is, God is before all things. So today's focus is what has God revealed to you and you rejected it? 
So let's think about our lives last year. What has God revealed to you? But you just simply didn't want to do it. Yesterday, we talked about the story of Jonah and how God wanted Jonah to go to Nineveh to tell the people to repent because destruction was coming upon them. Well, because Jonah didn't want to do it, he rejected God and he ran. So what has God told you in your life to do that you have rejected and now you're running away from God because you don't want to do it? That's very important because we are talking about repurposing. So whatever you went through last year, let's find out why you went through that. Let's find out why you responded the way you did, because we are talking about transformation and you can't have true transformation without understanding what you did and how to get to that place of change and transformation. And so we have to look at that because that's very, very important because a part of being obedient is submitting to God, is allowing him to work in our lives. And if we submit to him, but we don't really submit to him, you know, the transformation is not taking place, which is why you're the same, which is why you wake up the same way you have for the last six months. The same reason why you're at that dead end job when you don't want to be there because that transformation hasn't taken place because you have not fully given yourself over to God. Because if you fully give yourself over to God, there is a change that's going to take place in your life and it's going to be automatic. Does that mean that you're going to experience change in each and every area? No, but there should be be some kind of difference in your life once you allow God to dwell within. So that's what we are going to talk about today. So we are going to finish, we are going to continue the discussion of disobedience. We're talking about sin because one of the things that I know for certain is when you are living in a life of sin, it's very hard for God to bless you. It's very hard for God to do the things that he's intended because you're living your life in sin. Okay, so we have to look at sin. We cannot skip over all these things and say, you know what? I, I'm, you know, I'm trying. I'm doing the best I can. The Lord knows. He understands me. Yes, while God does understand you, he does require you to be a certain way. He does require a certain amount of sacrifice, a certain amount of obedience, a certain amount of faith, and not a lot, just a little bit. You know, the Bible says, if you have this uh, faith, the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain move and it will be moved. Okay. So we have to really focus in on what are the sins in our life. And we're not talking about, you know, like the obvious sins. We're talking about disobedience. You know, when we talk about sin, we talk about Oh, you know, it's controversy about the whole drinking alcohol and stuff like that and drugs and sex outside of marriage. Yeah, those are the, those are the like known sins, but we're talking about stuff that maybe you haven't considered because maybe somebody don't think that disobedience is a sin. That fear is not a sin. It's not a sin. Fear is not a sin in itself, but if that fear leads you to disobedience, then it's a sin. And so we have to look at the problem of sin in our lives so that we can correct it. So, um, first I have listed obedience is an act of faith that moves us to take action, which begins the transformation process. So when we act in obedience to the things that God has called us to, it's an act of faith. Now, guys, you don't have to move in obedience and be a hundred percent confident because sometimes you're, because sometimes you aren't, 
Why? Because some of the situations that God calls us to, they're very, very scary. And so you're not automatically just going to be like, oh, okay, I'm here. No, you're not. And so it's okay. Okay. But if you are trying to move in faith, that is an act. That is an action. And that's what starts the transformation process. The Lord looks down and say, you know what? Melissa, she, she, she's, she's trying, she's trying to do what I said. She's, she's scared, but she's taking that faith, that step of faith. She's, she's putting it into action, the things that I've asked her to. And that's when God meets us halfway. And then that's when God begins to transform us. Why? Because we acted in faith. God reached out to us and now he's met us and said, okay, this is how this works. You have faith in me to do what I've told you to do. And as a result, now I'm going to bless you. And so God blesses us. And what does that do? Not only does that increase our faith, but it helps us continue to respond in what? Obedience, because we know what God did for us the last time. And if we're responding in obedience, whereas before we weren't, what's taking place? Transformation real transformation, not saying you're going to do it and never do it, but saying you're going to do it and then actually putting it into action. Next, unbelief fueled by fear, pride, circumstances, or simply not knowing leads to disobedience and and rebellion, which is ultimately sin. Whoa. So if you have some unbelief that's fueled by fear, pride, your circumstances, maybe because nobody else is doing it and you don't know about them, then you don't know if you should do it. All of those things are acts of disobedience. Because again, like we just talked about the fear, we're fearful because we don't know what's going to happen. Well, that fear is going to cause us to do what? It's going to cause us to do the opposite of what God intended us to do. And that opposite reaction is going to cause us to ultimately sin because it puts us into what? Disobedience. And so we really have to understand what disobedience does and how it translates into sin. What fear does. It's okay to be fearful. We are all going to be fearful of something. But what is not okay to do is act out of that fear. Okay, I'm scared, Lord. I know you told me this, but I'm scared. So I think that I'm just going to play it safe. I'm just not going to do it. Well, what happens there is, first and foremost, you're robbing yourself of something that God wants to give you. If you are at a job and you can't trust God to provide for you because he's told you to leave it, then you're costing yourself because God has something for you. So if God says, you know what, quit your job, I got something else for you. But because you don't have all of the details, because you want to know step by step what's going to take place, where you're transitioning to, how much are you going to be making, all of that, because you don't have all those details, you get fearful and you don't want to trust him. And you say, no, no, that's not God. I just better stay where I'm at because I don't want no mess. Well, you not wanting that mess is keeping you from a multi-million dollar business. You don't know what God is going to do with your life because you think Oh, well, little old me, little old me. That's who God uses little old me's. Okay. And you don't know what he's going to do with your life, but your failure to be obedient is what's costing you the things that God has. Then you want to complain to everybody about your job. You want to say, Oh, I'm sick of this job. They get on my nerves. 
So you, you're complaining day in and day out. You're choosing to live in misery because you are afraid to trust God. Then that's on you. It's not on God. So don't dare part your lips to say, oh, you know, God is this and he ain't really working for me. I've heard somebody say that. I've heard him say God is not working for them. God doesn't work for you. You know what I mean? And so it's, he's not going to work for you if you aren't making an effort to do the things that he has called you to do. If you are not making an effort to trust him. Guys, last year or the year before last, it was the year before last, it was 18, I mean, it was 19 going into 20. Well, at that point, you know, everything with my business, I walked away from everything. I was like, I'm done. I stopped because I knew that God had something more for me. Do you not understand how scary that was? I'm leaving a business where I'm making all this money. And I, I, you know, I had some business issues and I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done because I know the Lord has something else for me. When I was um, about, about a month before I just left everything, the Lord let me know you're not going to be here long. You're transitioning. I was scared because I was transitioning to what? He didn't tell me what I was transitioning to because I didn't have no money. I didn't have a job. I had a business that just kind of faded off in the wind. And so I'm sitting here like, okay, Lord, so what exactly am I going to do? Well, he didn't reveal that to me at first. He let me know that I had to trust him and that, and that he was going to see me through and that he was doing something in my life. Well, guys, that was very scary for me because not having income, having bills, having kids and car payments and all that stuff that transpired, I really had to cling on to him and he took care of me. Okay. And as a result of that, the Lord began to show me who he was. He began to show me that I can trust him, which I knew, but this was a little bit of a scary situation, but he moved in my life in a mighty way. You know, I had to suffer almost a year before God began. And what I mean by suffer is I had to sit on the edge of my seat worrying about where my money was going to come from, worrying about how was I going to pay these bills, worrying about how I was going to do all of these things. So it caused a big fright on the inside of me. And so after almost that year was up, that's when God began to manifest. That's when God began to restore and give me back the things that he had allowed to be taken from me. Had I not been obedient, I wouldn't have been able to see that level of God's power, his, oh, his faithfulness. I wouldn't have been able to see that had I not listened to him. Okay. So there are blessings in obedience, but you have to first trust him. That is a prerequisite of it. You have to trust him. And I understand that it's hard to trust in a being that you don't see. And sometimes you don't feel the only thing you do is hear about him. I understand, but I promise you there is a God up in heaven and he hears you and he sees you and he wants to bless you and deliver you and give you everything that you need. But you have to first trust him. Okay. Lastly, disobedience causes us to reject God and function being self-sufficient. Of course, you don't think of disobedience as causing you to reject God, but it is because if you're not listening to him, if you're not going along with what he says, then that means you are what? Rejecting him. And so that's a sin in itself because you're like, I'm cool on that. Okay. 
And so we have to really work. We have to really begin to work on that because now we're talking about rejecting God. We're, we're talking about rejecting the one with the power. We were talking about rejecting the one that made all of this, the heavens and the earth and the waters and night and day all in six days. Okay. And we want to, we want to reject him. Oh, wow. You're, you're robbing yourself of life. And now we've rejected him so that we can become self-sufficient. So now you're about to rely on your own what? Well, that was interesting. <laughs> you're about to rely on your own what? Your own strength? Your own power? Really? I don't think that. How, how has that been working for you? I know a lot of us have, have been doing that most of our lives. How is that working? Relying on yourself. Being self-sufficient. Because you have all the answers. You have it all together. No, you don't have it all together. Because you're walking around with a defeated mentality. You're walking around miserable. You're walking around in toxic relationships, plural. That means friends. That means um, boyfriends, girlfriends, spouses, parents. You're walking around in all of that. So how is that self-sufficient mindset working for your life? Because you cannot do the things that God can do. You cannot give the gifts and the blessings that God give. You cannot make the things happen that God can make happen. Now, a lot of people like to say they are self-made. And I, I don't know if they really think that they've made themselves. I do think that a part of that, the people who have great success and they say they are self-made, there is a, a determination piece in there. You have to be determined. You have to be focused. You have to be dedicated in order to do those things. It causes you not to sleep and to go without things so that you can build that Fortune 500. And so they feel that if they've done all of that, then they are self-made. God is the one that enabled them to do all that. God is the one that ultimately opened that opportunity. Yes, they did have to do some work to get there, but God made it nice for them. Okay? And he wants to make it nice for you. I don't care if nobody in your family hasn't done a thing. Be the first. If something different is going to happen, then you are going to have to do it. What is wrong with that? You don't think God can use you? That's a form of unbelief. Unbelief is, that's a form of sin. You don't believe in God. I don't believe him. Believe him. He'll do it for you. But you can't be lazy. You got to work towards it. Nobody's going to do it for yourself. I mean, their self. I mean, for you. Sorry. I was just talking to a young man the other day and um, he wants to be a rapper. And I said, well, what are you doing about it? He said, well, I'm, I'm playing my music. It's on YouTube. I said, are you promoting? Have you learned anything about the rap business, branding, what it takes? He said, no. I said, are you posting on social media? Do you have like a page that tells a little bit about you or anything? He said, no. I said, so exactly tell me what is your plan? He said, I don't know. I just, maybe somebody will just pick up my song and then they'll sign me in and that'll be it. So, so you young men are willing to allow somebody to pick you up um, and put you on a contract that you don't understand and have you doing stuff that you don't know nothing about because you failed to research because you didn't take the time to learn anything. So you're just going to trust somebody else with your whole entire future. And what's going to end up happening is you're going to be making money for them. And you're still going to be struggling. And so he just kind of looked at me. But that's how God, that's how God, that's how we, we act with God. You know, we say we want to do these things. We think that God laid this on our heart. But when it comes to putting in all the work and 
all that. Oh, we don't want to do that. That's too much. I don't think I can do that. Not me. Well, now you've just talked yourself out of everything that God has for you. It requires something. When I get on here, I'm working on a lot of things right now. But when I get on here, you don't think it requires a sacrifice? It requires a sacrifice because I have to study. I have to read God's word. I have to buy equipment. I have to set up things. I have to make sure that I'm being consistent. Okay? I'm streaming on multiple channels. I'm streaming on my podcast. All of those things take time. Those videos, all of that stuff. It's not something that is easily done. You would think that, okay, well, that's your only job. No, 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 no. It's a full-time job and it requires a lot. And I still don't have enough hours in the day to do all these things that I'm doing. Everything good requires something. And so when we get into um, the right place that God has us, when we truly give it all to him and say, you know what? I don't want to be self-sufficient. I don't want to reject you. I don't want to be disobedient. I don't want to live in fear. Out of that place in our heart, out of that sincerity, that is where that repentance come in. Lord, I have realized that I'm doing things on my own. I cannot continue to do this. Lord, forgive me, first and foremost, for not trusting you. Forgive me for living in sin by being disobedient. Come into my heart. Change me. And when you say that with a sorrowful, repentant heart, guess what God does? He meets you. And that's where that transformation begins to take place and once you begin to transform now that starts on the inside now you're going to be changed on the outside my scripture for today is my favorite proverbs 3 5 and 6 trust in the lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight Guys, this is a wonderful scripture. It's something for you to hold on to. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That means everything. It's like skydiving into God. You're just going to jump out that plane. And you're just going to trust that that parachute is going to open. Jump into the arms of God and trust that he's going to catch you. That's all of your heart. Don't worry about your own understanding because you don't have enough. You're not equipped enough to understand the things of God. And to fathom the mysteries of God. Okay? Submit to him. And everything. Everything. I pray before I go to the grocery store. So I don't spend too much money. Okay? And he will make your path straight. How will he make them straight? He'll warn you. He'll set up roadblocks. He'll talk to you. He'll bring you to scriptures in his word. That'll correct the things that are going on. Okay? So that is it for today. I want you to be encouraged. I'm going to end with prayer, and I hope that you are absorbing the things that God has been um, telling me for you. Yes, I want to make sure I said it right, because he's awesome. He wants to bless you. There are so many things that he wants to do in your life, but you have to give him permission. You have to get under his protective wing. You have to connect to the source, because he is your power. He is your strength. He is your everything. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for my friends, my family, my viewers, my listeners, everybody, Lord, who is present at this very moment. Lord, I thank you for their lives, oh God. Father, we know that it's hard 
to transform and to change ourselves. We know that it's hard to walk in faith and not live in fear. But Father, on today, I'm asking that you would just bless somebody, oh God. Give them what they need. Strengthen them, oh God, so that they will come to you, oh God, and that they will surrender to you, oh God. Lord, it takes a special kind of person, oh God. But Lord, you are above all things, oh God. Lord, and you know everything, Lord, that we are going through. And so, Father, I'm asking that you would just touch us now. Help us commit to you, oh God. Help us take our everything that's going on in our lives and just bring everything to you, oh God. And just to place it in your hands, oh God, because you know what to do with it, Lord. Protect us. Give us peace, oh God. Lift the heavy burdens up off of our hearts, oh God. And we ask all this in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I want to thank you all for watching and listening on today. I hope that you were blessed. Please, I love feedback. If God is doing something awesome in your life, please connect with me. Let me know what he is doing. If there's a certain topic or something you would like me to talk about or address, please just inbox me or post it on my page. So I just want to thank you again. Please make sure you visit my website if you want to know more about me. www.loveariston.com and um, get on my email list. If you sign up for uh, my email list, you will get a free, beautiful, downloadable journal. And actually, it is the Naked With My Heart prayer journal, but it's a digital copy and you are able to fill it out um, via PDF fillable forms. So make sure you visit my website so that you can get that. I know it will be a blessing. Thank you so much for your support and I will talk to you guys soon. If you would like to know more about me, please visit my website, www.loveariston.com. You can also find me on social media, Facebook, Ariston CM, or Instagram and Twitter. I'm so Ariston. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to grow.